What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Active Texan Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Watts, your host. Today, we have special guest with us, Chris Linder. Chris, what's up? What's going on, Brian? Good to be with you. And so Chris is the husband of a previous uh, podcast um, interviewee, or whatever you want to say, with the Active Texan, Kristen Linder. She was a cheerleader in college. Uh, now she's still very active, has kids. Chris, um, we're going to hear your backstory and see what motivates you to stay active and help keep your family active. Sounds good. So have you always been someone who's out there playing sports, pumping yeah. iron? I mean, I know now you pump a lot of iron. Yeah, I know it, it's true. So I'm, I'm 40 years old now, and I've probably been active in sports since I was maybe, I don't know, 10 years old is when I can remember you know, playing basketball with my friends. And uh, I don't think I've ever taken a break in the last 30 years. So I, I'd say I've been consistently active um, that entire time with a combination of sports and um, then quite a bit of weightlifting as well. I'd say that's the thing I've been most consistent with, right? Obviously, when you get uh, to the stage where you're working full time and you have kids, sports really isn't in the equation anymore. But, you know, a gym membership and, you know, working out, uh, on your own somehow is, is always on the table. So that's something I've continued to do. Was that always the plan or did you ever have any um, sports that you wanted to take further than high school or collegiate level or whatever you ended up doing? I don't think so. You know, I, I enjoyed, I played basketball, uh, baseball, football, ran track. Um, and I was a good athlete, but I knew I wasn't like a ridiculous athlete where I'm going to, you know, get a full ride to, to uh, you know, play for the Longhorns or, or something like that or, or the Aggies but um, so yeah for, for me that wasn't that wasn't a goal um, but the working out piece you know when I started with that when I was probably 12 just lifting weights in my garage uh, my mom bought me an inexpensive used weight set and so I started with that on my own and, and bought this book that was like three inches thick called Ultimate Bodybuilding printed in like <laughs> 1988 or something like that and it had all of the famous bodybuilders in there, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno and all these guys. And it showed them doing all these different types of lifts. So I, I started learning from that book and just working out in my uh, garage and then trained with a professional bodybuilder when I was 13 and 14 years old, just to perfect my form and get better at sports. And that actually dropped my 400 meter time in track, you know, quite a bit just doing, you know, squats and leg press and things like that. And uh, so I think that's where it solidified, like, okay, I, I, I like this. This is really fun. I'm pretty good at this. And so I just stuck with it um, for my entire life. Yeah, I think I didn't realize those roots go that deep with you. That you started at 12 years old and really got that serious. I don't think there's too many 12-year-olds uh, reading books with Arnold Schwarzenegger and it telling them how to work out. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a little motivation for, for my friends. You know, I grew up um, tall uh, but I didn't fill out, you know, until, you, you know, how that works, right? When you're 12, mm -hmm. you know, you hit a growth spurt. So I was like, you know, six foot one, um, but pretty thin. And so my friends, you know, made fun of how skinny I was. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to fix this and start hitting the weights and, and uh, fill out a little bit more. Plus I was playing football and baseball and it obviously helps your performance and those things. So I had some, some motivation to start that. But once I started it, I was like, oh, I, I really like this. This is really fun. Did, did anyone ever tell you, um, I guess that was when you were 12, so this is like maybe early 90s, um, 1990 around then, um, was anybody ever telling you, don't hit the weight so hard right now because you're only 12? 
Yeah, so um, my mom had checked with uh, a doctor that said like right around that age was was about right to start, you know, 12, 13. Um, and so that was the guidance at the time. I don't know if that's changed. Um, you, you probably know more than I do, but um, I, I followed that same guidance with my daughter. She just she's 13 now. So I wanted to wait until about that age. I heard it can affect your, your growth plates. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, so yeah, so, so we had heard kind of wait until around then before you start weight training. Yeah, now that we have more evidence, there's, I don't know all the details, but there's definitely um, not much out there to support that it does stunt your growth uh, to okay. whenever you're younger, working out, lifting weights, putting on loads. Yes, of course, as far as like the way you're going to look and actual actually get stronger that's not going to be the same when you're eight years old versus whenever you're 18 years old right because you have so many hormonal changes in your body but i mean i think 12 13 years old is i mean that's that's great i mean she's someone like your daughter's been playing sports for several years and then um she's wanting to get faster right i mean running yep. and speed and stuff like that i mean weight training is almost a, a must uh at that point and with there with there not being any evidence now that it will stunt your growth. I mean, I don't know the age for sure. I don't know if we, if anybody does right now, but that myth has kind of been dispelled a bit to where okay. it's safe. You know, it's, I mean, you started lifting weights at 12, right. Yeah. And you got to six, one, six, two, yeah. six, two. <laughs> there you go. You may have even grown a little bit in your twenties. Like who knows? Um, so I, I think that's, I mean, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, since you brought it up uh, with your daughter, she's 13 now. Um, what sports is she playing and why, why did you start her other than the time that, you know, it's the same kind of time frame you started lifting weights. Why did you start her now? Yeah. So um, she has played soccer for the last five years and she plays club soccer, which um, anybody listening to this that knows club soccer knows that it's, it's a pretty intense commitment um, and she's done well with it. However, she plays up on a team that's uh, by and large a year older than her. And so um, even though she has good height and, and decent size for her age, um, I knew that if she were to lift weights, it's going to make her faster, stronger, not get bumped off the ball as easily and just overall help her performance. Because as I said before, you know, when I started training seriously with that professional bodybuilder, my 400 meter time dropped by like four seconds. Um, you know, I got significantly stronger, faster. I was a running back in football. So it helps that obviously, right? If you can get your leg press up, your, your squat, uh, how much you can squat, if you can improve that. So, so I knew all those things would translate into better performance for her. Uh, I was just waiting until the right time to, to do that. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you shared that with me earlier. And for anybody listening, it sounds like you may not have to wait until, you know, they're 13 years old to start. You could start at 11 and it would probably be fine and start getting some of those performance gains right. um, from weightlifting. So, yeah, I, bu I built her a plan. Um, I almost took her to that same trainer that I went to. He still trains in, uh, in Hearst, <laughs> Texas and was an excellent trainer. And I thought, wait a minute, you know, it's it's. 30 minutes to drive over there. Um, and I still do a lot of the same things that he taught me when I was her age. And so I can just train her myself. So I, I wasn't sure how that was going to go because you never know, is a child going to listen to a parent or are they going to reject what the parent says and, and not be that open? And uh, she's actually done a really great job of, of listening to dad. But uh, I built her a, a workout routine for 
um, legs, you know, back, arms. So we're doing those those core things and um, started her with, you know, things like squats and leg press and deadlift and like the big uh, compound lifts uh, that are going to give you the most notable performance uh, increase on the soccer field or football field or whatever it is that you play. And the interesting thing about it is when you first start working out, when you're not used to lifting weights at all, which she's not, um, you have tremendous gains, uh, improvement mm -hmm. gains. If I showed you the spreadsheet of when we started and how much weight she was lifting for how many reps and what she's doing now, how much weight she's lifting for how many reps, it's, it's a dramatic improvement. Like on the leg press, I think it was like a 25 on each side that we started with. And now she can do two 45 pound plates on each side and rep oh. that for, for 12 reps uh, for three sets. Um, and so it's a, a major, you know, strength gain and, and uh, performance gain in that first, you know, three to six month period of, of working out. Have you seen, you mentioned performance gain too. What kind of change have you seen translate onto the soccer field or so, the track? Yeah. So the summer kind of is, it goes into a lull where they don't have, um, you know, any, any tournaments or, or games really in, in like July, for example, it's about to ramp back up. They've got their first tournament this weekend actually coming up. So I haven't been able to evaluate it yet. I'm confident it will, it will be there, but what I can tell you, you may be familiar with this apparatus at the gym we go to, they have something called the tank sled. Are you familiar with that? Uh, not that one particularly, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it has four wheels and you can move the, the lever on it from neutral one, two, and three. And if you move it to level three, it's the equivalent of pushing like 9,000 pounds, like a fully loaded pickup truck or something like that. And um, Anyway, they have a, a 15 yard, uh, looks like a little football field in, in the gym. And so I, I benchmarked her by taking this tank sled, putting it at the zero yard line and said, all right, I want you to push it as fast as you can pump your legs, pump your legs, you know, to the 15 yard line all the way across. And I'm going to time you from start to stop. So she shaved over a second off of that time, uh, which means her legs have just gotten more powerful uh, mm -hmm. and she's probably faster. I wish that I had had, you know, one of those laser 40 yard dash timers, you know, where you can time their 40 really, really accurately. I wish we had done that first. I wish I knew of a place that did that. So I could time her before and after, but I would almost guarantee that her 40 yard dash has gotten faster as a result of her calves and quads and legs just overall getting stronger. Have you done any other tests like the 5-10-5 or the L drill? I haven't, but if you have any, uh, any notes to share with me, I'll gladly take them and, uh, and, and try some of that stuff with her as well. Yeah, I think it's important to, um, I mean, you're, you're coaching her in the weight training and I mean, it sounds like that's going well. Um, this is your first time, is this your first time to kind of coach her in something? It is, which has been a really fun father daughter bonding experience. So mm -hmm. yeah, th this is the first time. Yeah. I think that experience is good, uh, for father daughter, but also utilizing someone like, I mean, you had mentioned your old trainer, at least you use what he did with you for the strength, strength side, uh, right. but also the speed and agility side. We, we recently did this. Um, my daughter is starting to play club soccer this year. And she's a year younger than Kayla. And, and so she's doing speed and agility training on top of, she was doing weight training as well, like in a summer camp with the high school. And so she's getting both. And I, I think it's a, it's good to have a variety because if you just stick with one thing, then um, you're, 
your chance of injury and your chance of increasing performance um, doesn't correlate very well if you just strength train um, versus like using like what you're doing with the power, you know, pushing that tank sled. That's that's straight up power, right? And that's that's going to improve speed. So you are training that speed side. But there's other little drills like the um, these are classic things they use like at the NFL combine. Um, it's a side to side five, 10, five, five yards um, to the right, five, 10 yards to the left and then back five to the right. Okay. So it involves the cutting and change of direction. Same thing with the L drill. It's out and back five, and then you do an L and then come back. So you have change in direction um, and you do that both directions. And so those are another ways you can get benchmarks. But I think that's, I mean, what you've done is awesome. Establishing benchmarks and then taking through a program and, and then now you're going to see the, the fruit, you know, coming from, she's going to start soccer practice. She's already probably started practice. She's got a tournament this weekend. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, improving performance is one thing, but also at that age, uh, preventing major injuries is also a big thing. Um, so I think all of this is strength, speed, agility, all that programming is extremely important to help give these youth athletes the best chance at, performing well and not having to deal with something devastating um, yeah. that could potentially end their, you know, career. So Absolutely. something you mentioned too, that, that triggered a thought is, you know, I worry about her plateauing if she just continues to do the same, you know, strength training workouts that we're working through. You can't keep going up and up and up forever. Your body eventually gets, gets used to the workouts and, and it'll plateau a bit. But if you incorporate some of the things that you're talking about um, to cross train and add variety um, into the workout, I think you can get more mileage and ultimately better performance out of doing, uh, you know, multiple things instead of the same, you know, leg press every single week over and over again. Mm -hmm. And also playing multiple sports. I mean, she's playing volleyball and running track, right? Correct. Yeah. She's in, in volleyball as well. Getting a little more serious with that. She did track, she played basketball uh, and then cross country as well. That was all through, through junior high school. So it, is all of this a little bit experimental for y'all? Um, it is. She's our, our oldest child. So this is our, our first run um, with with all of the above sports that I just mentioned and, and starting to do weight training, et cetera. So, yeah, it's, it's new to us. Is, is your other uh, daughter also like sports? Does she play any sports or what's she, she looking like? She's, doing? Yeah, she's 10 years old and plays uh, club soccer also, but she really loves basketball and volleyball. So we let her do that as well. Shorter seasons, kind of like a, a fall season and a, and a summer season. Uh, so she was involved in that and, and really took a, a liking to it. I was thinking of making her wait until age 13 to start weight training, but um, yeah, I think she could benefit from it earlier as well. So maybe next summer I rope her into the gym with us and start uh, uh, putting her through some resistance training as well. Yeah. I mean, there's groups here in the college station area, especially like with CrossFit gyms that have um, coaches that have been certified and trained and, and coaching and training youth athletes. And they're, I think they're going as young as probably seven, eight years old and at least starting technical things, um, learning okay. how to technically do a squat and a deadlift and a press um, and a lunge, stuff like that yep. to establish those baselines. And then they start, you know, I think, you know, around that double digit is kind of where you can start adding a lot, a little bit more load. Um, gotcha. Of course, we don't know for sure. So you probably should err on the safe side. 
But at the same time, our, our joints, as they're developing, they need and want load and that resistance to develop strong bones, cartilage, ligaments, and tendons. So um, it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty safe. It's a, it's a safe risk to take um, starting at a younger age. And that's something that um, you could probably experiment a little bit with um, and, you know, not necessarily to force them if they don't like it, uh, but it's going to help them. They're going to see, and once they see the results, like translate, you know, like you did on the 400 uh, meter track sprint, they, they, yep. then you're going to want to do it. Like I mean, it's, um, it makes it more fun. Uh, so I think that's, it sounds like you're busy. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely busy. If you add up all the sports that were just mentioned and over soccer is basically the entire year. So anything else you do is on top of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it, we juggle quite a bit. Yeah. So how do you and your wife juggle that? I mean, both, I mean, you're, do you put your kids first? Do you put yourself first or is it, um, just some give and take? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because we both work. Um, and so to make it all work, I, I'd say we, you know, some families have time in the evening to, you know, sit down and, and watch TV or something like that, that, that really doesn't happen, um, in our house. We're okay with that. I think we'd rather run a little busier than, than be a little bit bored. And so, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of leisure time, but, um, we are more of an active family and, and I think we kind of like it that way. So, um, you know, you just, you just figure out how to, to make it work doing things such as, you know, maybe you cook meals and, and have leftovers, you know, one night so that you can eat faster. Maybe we do a little more Chick-fil-A and Chipotle than, than we should because we, we need to, to get meals quickly. Um, we also have parents that help us out too. I, I will say, you know, it helps tremendously to have, you know, other uh, parents on the team that live close to you that you can coordinate with that you take their kids sometimes and they take your kids sometimes. And so you kind of uh, collaborate that way it helps lighten load a little bit. Yeah. So what about, I mean, with you, I mean, you still, you said you're still working out, you know, you're 40 years old now. Um, when do you find time to do that and how do you prioritize that? Yeah. So I try to get four days in per week and I think I do a pretty good job of doing that occasionally it'll stretch and slip into you know the, the next week but um usually i will you know i, I like to do what chest and, and tries on sunday legs on tuesday shoulders on wednesday back and buys on uh, friday and so if i stick to that it spaces it out just enough so that you never do like heavy squats and heavy deadlifts back to back that's something i want to avoid right because you're using the same or not the same, but very similar uh, muscles, some of the same muscles on those lifts. So I try to stick to that schedule and just find a time during the day when my body's feeling prime. Like I've learned for me, don't go first thing in the morning. Some people love early morning, you know, 5 a.m. workouts. For me, that's a terrible time hmm. to work out. I need time to like get calories into my body, get caffeine into my body, wake up, feel good. Um, it's not very much fun to work out. Um, when your body doesn't feel good. So I try to, um, you know, go at the right time of the day when my body's feeling right, when I'm energized, and then the workout's a lot more fun. So usually I can stick to uh, that schedule and, and find some time late morning, afternoon, maybe early evening, even if I have to, but just resolve to get it in that day unless we're out of town or something like that. Does that stay fairly consistent or 
or is it fluctuate a little bit? Um, there's there's some fluctuation with it because of the the heavy schedule that that we run, you know, how busy we are. But generally speaking, it, it doesn't fluctuate too much. I mean, we just did a 10 day family road trip um, out west. And so obviously I, I couldn't work out at all during that time. But other than big things like that, it stays pretty much on track. But working out allows you to do things like that and enjoy it and do whatever you want to do on that vacation. And totally. yep. it's probably going to be something active and something you do with your kids that you'll be able to remember forever because you're in good shape and good health. Yeah, absolutely. We took a, a five-hour kayaking trip uh, in the Antelope Canyon in, uh, in Page, Arizona. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. It worked my shoulders and back muscles in a, in a different way than what I was used to. But, um, yeah, working out certainly helped prime us for, for that and, and made it no sweat to paddle. I think it was five miles total round trip. Nice. Why, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep lifting weights? I mean, what really motivates you to keep doing it? Are you training for something or are you just like the way you feel it makes you feel and, or what? Yeah, it's, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that I do it, um, for, for a couple reasons, you know, yes, it, it does make you feel good. Uh, I think I like having the utility if I need it, if I need to be able to function, lift something heavy, you know what I mean? I'm, I have the capability uh, to do that. It also keeps your body uh, looking good too. You know, I, I never, I like my bed made every morning. I like my shirts ironed, you know, I like everything in, in good shape. And so when you work out, it kind of keeps your body in that same level of like looking good and feeling good. I don't want my body to look like an, an unmade bed, right? You know, like mm -hmm. uh, just out of shape. So that's part of the equation. Um, I know recently, you know, one of the reasons that, that I pushed a little harder with working out. We were doing Camp Gladiator. I don't, are you familiar with that? It's kind yeah. of like a boot camp in the mornings. My wife and I did that for a couple of years and our trainer uh, had this goal to deadlift 500 pounds. And I thought, man, I better get on that. Cause I was like, you know, 37 at the time. And I had never, I hadn't deadlifted 500 pounds. So I thought before I'm 40 years old, um, I'd like to hit that goal as well. So that was something that was kind of fun for me to do was incorporate a new goal, uh, into my weightlifting routine. So I started lifting heavier weight and training, um, for more of a, a, a direct goal rather than just maintenance mode, which I think is a lot of what I'd done previously with weightlifting. Um, so that was something fun and, and interesting to work into the equation to, to go after. What are some things that whenever you're working towards a goal like that, what are some of the um, mental and physical uh, roadblocks or limitations that you found when you were training in that way? Yeah, it, uh, it definitely takes more dedication because the, the beauty of, you know, um, working out to sort of maintain what you have is you don't have to push yourself to the limits every single time you work out. When you're going for a goal like that, um, for me personally, what I did was lift the heaviest weight possible and don't quit until I went to failure. Basically, like push the envelope every single time. If you have one more rep left in you, do it. You know what I mean? With really heavy weight um, to try to make a jump to the next weight and the next weight and the next weight and uh, eat quite a bit. Right. Put, mm. you know, more calories than normal in so that you have your body has what it needs to build. Um, and so those, those were two adjustments that I had to make in my training. Once I hit that goal, then I thought, okay, cool. Like that was really fun. I don't want to keep killing myself every week um, now that I've hit that. And so I actually 
back down and, and have gone into like maintenance workout mode um, for the last I don't know, couple of years where I'll do reps of 12. It's heavy weight, uh, but it feels comfortable. You know what I mean? Like I'm not pushing myself to, to the limits anymore like I, I was when I was trying to hit that goal. So that was one of the adjustments is just a, a mindset uh, adjustment that you have to make uh, to push really hard or, or you're not going to get there if you're kind of in chill mode or maintenance mode when you're when you're working out. Yeah, so it's not just the physical side of lifting 500 pounds from the ground, but there's also a mindset going into it. 100% not. I'll illustrate that with my daughter. You know, it's one of the things that I love about weightlifting and sports in general is that it teaches mental toughness. Um, and so my daughter, a lot of times, uh, this, this has happened multiple times when we're working out, she'll do one weight um, for you know, 12 reps really easily. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go up to the next level of weight. I think hamstring curls was the first time uh, we were doing it. She did 70 pounds, 12 reps, no problem. I was like, okay, that, that looked really easy. Like it's time to graduate. And so I moved it up to 85 pounds and she did one rep and she said, oh, that, that's really heavy. I, I can't do that. And I was like, yes, you can. You can do it 12 reps. Cause I just saw how easily you did the 70 pounds. So she set her mind did it and banged out 12 reps. Uh, it wasn't no problem, but the weight was just right, you know? And so a lot of learning to work out is learning to push yourself and learning to set your mind, like develop mental toughness to say, I'm going to do this and then execute it. I think that, skill that transfers to so many things in life, right? If you can learn sports is really one of the only things that, that teaches that sort of mental toughness. That's true. I think sports in the military training, <laughs> Um, and really work on focus. And I think, I mean, just the more, that's an example of it starting at a young age, you know, 12, 13 years old. But I think even as we get into our thirties and forties, I mean, there's always things that are going to come up, um, whether it's in work with family and weightlifting, whatever we like to do that we're going to have to cross a barrier and we have to make that choice first of all, but then it's, it's, it, it becomes, about the mind at that point. Yeah. And, and I think, so for you, um, with the, first of all, the trigger was, you know, someone, someone was wanting to deadlift 500 pounds and you, something triggered you that, yes, I want to do that too. And so you had to first get your mind set to do that. And then there were probably some things that came up and or failures even along the way, um, that you had to break through. And so, um, that helps keep the mind sharp. Yep, for sure. How, how does that translate to, um, to work and family stuff? Like the, the mental toughness aspect, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. I've never like self-analyzed, um, to, to consider that, uh, I've just always considered myself a pretty mentally tough and, and driven person, which translates into success, right? If you can cultivate that in your kids or just in, in, in yourself, um, that's going to translate into success in, in many things that you do. But uh, I wonder if I picked it up along the way through sports and weightlifting and things like that. I always just assumed that maybe I was born that way, but the reality is maybe I acquired it through, you know, spending a lot of time in, in sports and uh, physical activity growing up. And you've also, I mean, in your profession or career, I mean, you've had to push through barriers to keep going and move forward. Is that something that you've also utilized in that area of your life? hundred percent. Yeah. I've been in enterprise sales my whole career, which is selling to big, you know, fortune 1000 corporations. And 
Um, it's high pressure and requires a lot of research and execution and high performance. And you definitely need mental toughness uh, and stamina to perform and do well uh, in that type of career. And, and I have done well in that type of career. And so, yeah, I, I think it's certainly translated into work and business performance as well. Yeah. So what you would say that what you do in the gym, even like learning to break through that mental barrier or develop more mental toughness in sports and, and weightlifting has helped your career. I would say so. Definitely. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of, you know, training, physical training is conditioning yourself to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. feel like, you know, deadlifting 450 pounds, you know, eight times to try to train for it. You know what I mean? But I have to, cause I've already set my mind to, to execute this goal. And so you just do it whether you feel like it or not, you know? And so a lot of our job is that way too, right? There's things in our job that you need, you have to learn to push through, right? And develop some mental toughness. And so I think once you develop the ability to set your mind in that way, and you know, one thing, physical activity, sports, weight training, et cetera, you can translate that and utilize it uh, in, in other areas such as work, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's, what's next for you in the, and do you have any other goals for weightlifting? Um, I don't think for weightlifting at this point, you know, that there was, I, my main urgency there was like, man, I, I need to get it before I'm 40. Cause you don't see guys that are like 50 and 60 years old deadlifting 500 pounds. And so um, now that I've achieved that, I, I, I think I'm good. I'm still kind of in maintenance mode, you know, just still lifting heavy weight, but um, doing it for, you know, higher number of reps, it's a little more, a little more comfortable, a little less likely to, to get injured. But, um, you know, I think one, one thing that I'm, I'm focused on now is just chiseling up a bit. You know, if you, you eat all those calories to, to, uh, you know, build muscle and, and get ready to lift some heavy weight. Um, funny thing, I, I thought I was probably close to like, I don't know, 12% body fat, something like that. And have you ever been to one of these, uh, uh, machines nutrition nation arlington has one where you can go stand on it and it will not only measure your weight but your body fat percentage how much muscle mass you have and all kinds mm -hmm. of interesting stats like that so uh, my daughter got on and i took her there to benchmark her for how much muscle and body fat she has so we could say like oh look you've gained five pounds of muscle right through the course of summer training and she was 12.9 percent body fat and i was shocked to see that i was uh 16% body fat. So I was like, all right, we, we need to shave off a bit now. So that's more the goal right now is, is uh, chiseling up. So I was 233. I think now I'm 224 as of today. So I'll probably chisel off a, a little more, a little more body fat and see if I can still retain the, the muscle mass at the same time and, and keep my lifts the same. Cause that's part of what, uh, why I resisted doing that is it's fun to lift the whole stack of weight in the gym, right? Like no, nobody wants to, <laughs> To, to go down from that. And if you start chiseling, it's almost inevitable that you're going to lose a little bit of strength. So um, I was trying to avoid it, but yeah, I think that's, that's the next kind of fun phase I'll go through is let's, let's chisel up a little bit and, and have fun doing that for a while. Well, I think you're doing pretty well. There's not probably not a whole lot of 40 year olds that are even at that percentage, 16, 16, 17% body fat. Does that compare you to like other numbers like throughout, um, I mean, their database? Um, it does not, but we looked at a chart. Uh, my daughter looked it up because I, I, I was driving. I said, Google and see like what, what I am for, you know, 40 year old male. What is, is that good or bad? And 
it technically falls in the ideal category, but in my own mind, I'm like, no, 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 I can't let my daughter beat me and have lower body fat. Than me, so. <laughs> Your 13 year old daughter. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can beat her at least. Well, I like that mindset. That sounds like the mindset of an athlete. That's never going to go away. <laughs> Hopefully not. What about the, um, have y'all, have y'all raced recently? Um, we did. Yeah. We're in white sands, New Mexico and, and, uh, and, and raced down a sand dune and I, I won that one. So yeah, that, that will be a hard day for me if either of my daughters can ever beat me in a race. Down a sand dune. That's not fair for her. You're a lot heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, you know what I will say, she could probably get me in the mile. The fastest mile that she's run is a 602 and I think the fastest one I've ever run is like a 626. So yeah, I don't mm -hmm. see myself being able to take her in the mile. That's a different kind of speed. Yeah. Endurance, endurance. That's something that I, I wasn't given lots of. I have a little bit of it, but yeah. Not. Yeah. You've been pushing the whole anaerobic uh, side of things, not aerobic. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you could change that if you wanted to, um, but it doesn't sound like you want to. No, no. It sounds like I, I would burn off even more muscle and, and uh, be depressed if, if I did that. <laughs> well, um, I'll have to check in with you and see you know, what that is in the next month or two, whenever you go back and get it checked again. When's the, what's the plan for that? Yeah, I think once I uh, get to 220 body weight, which is probably only, I don't know, five days from now or a week from now, something like that, I'll go in and see what it's at. I'll probably be sitting around 11%, maybe 12%, something like that. But yeah, that machine's neat because it'll, it'll verify exactly um, what you're at. So. Yeah. I think you're probably pretty much, pretty much there. You're getting there. And uh, as long as you're using that same machine both times, then you're going to have good accuracy, at least within the same machine. There are probably better ways to test body fat percentage, but stick with the same machine every time you measure it. Don't compare other different types of measurements. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a cool goal for you. And, um, what, what kind of things for your family? I mean, uh, maintaining what you're doing as far as activities, y'all are busy, you're keeping everybody healthy. Um, I know you mentioned a couple, you mentioned a vacation that y'all just went in, one of your went on, um, is that something y'all do regularly? And, um, is there any vacation that stands out that y'all been able to do because of your health and active lifestyle? Um, you know, that is something that we do regularly. And I think it's because we run uh, pretty fast and are, and are pretty active. And when you stay really busy, uh, if you're not careful, you can look up and like, whoa, like, you know, six months has gone by or whoa, like a whole year has gone by, you know, and sure, we're having fun, you know, in that time, but it's just nice to uh, push the pause button, and go on vacation, spend some quality time together. So we go skiing every year is one thing that that uh, we do I snowboard they all ski and so um, I think you know working out and staying physically fit makes that really doable uh, mm -hmm. for us uh, and then on this last trip that we went on we've never done like the great American road trip where you just you know hop in the car and drive out west and uh, we went through you know Pagosa Springs Colorado and Durango and North Rim of the Grand Canyon Zion National Park Page Arizona saw some really cool stuff which in involved uh, some hiking uh, some kayaking, like I mentioned. And so I think we enjoy and prefer a vacation that has a little bit of action in it like that. And so I think staying physically fit enables that, right? If we, if we weren't, then maybe we'd look at those things and say, like, yeah, that's, that's, a hike's not really for us or a five mile kayak 
trip isn't really for us if, if we weren't uh, in good shape. But since we are, it makes all those things doable and, and really fun to go enjoy. That's awesome. Um, a lot of people, whenever they go skiing one time a year, they're really putting them, their health, health at risk. Um, but if you're staying active throughout the year, you're, you're set, you're setting yourself up for success and to have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's yeah, a so, lot of injuries on the ski slopes, I think. Right. Yep. That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's so, usually so people that aren't. Any of those. What was that? I said so far we haven't had any of those. Yeah. I mean, I think that's more related to, um, I mean, just the lack of people doing that kind of activity, but also not, doing a whole lot outside of going skiing once or twice right. a year. Yep. So, I mean, I think it, it'd be fun, you know, to do that. I think people see it as being fun, but it's not whenever you're not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. For but sure. your, your family's ready for it for sure. So something I ask all my podcast guests is, uh, is there any kind of hobby or activity that you want to try that you've never tried before that if you could try it today, tomorrow, uh, with nothing holding back, what is it? Hmm. you know that there hasn't nothing's come up and I'm like man I, I really want to do that that I that I haven't done yet fortunately I got skydiving out of the way when I was in college uh before I was married with kids you know I don't think any uh any wife would green light their husband you know doing skydiving um so so that one that box is already checked um, you know, one thing that I was interested to try, it closed down, unfortunately, but there was an, an athlete training center not far from my house here that uh, had opened up and COVID, I think, ended up shutting it down. But they had some really cool stuff up there where they had, you know, laser um, timed, you know, 40 yard dash. They had weight machines that would measure not just, you know, how much you can lift, but your explosive power. And I thought, mm. man, that that's really interesting. And I, I, I'm not mistaken. I think professional athletes were training there, like Texas Rangers mm -hmm. and and things like that. So I thought, man, something like that would be really cool uh, to explore uh, and to go have some fun with for a little bit. But yeah, I don't, I don't know where a facility like that exists now that they've closed down. Yeah, there's probably something in the Dallas Fort Worth area that you could find. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Any recommendations on uh, fun hobbies or, or activities? Well, um, one thing that popped in my mind with you, I, I think uh, your wife is tried this. I don't remember what she said to that question. I'd have to listen back to it. Um, but have you ever considered trying any of those obstacle course races like a Spartan or a mud, a mud run, tough mudder? That, that's funny. You mentioned that because uh, Joseph Esquivel, a, a mutual friend of ours actually just mentioned that to me uh, yesterday. Actually, he said, you know, Chris, we should try a Spartan race together. And he described it to me as like, you know, that, that does sound kind of fun and, and interesting. Now I would need to train for it because I'm familiar somewhat with, with what they go through. And I don't think it's something that you just uh, sign up for today and do tomorrow. I think you have to train quite a bit for those, right? Uh, yeah, that's I'm definitely recommended, but not to say that people don't train much for them or they just do something like whatever their normal routine, if it's CrossFit or just weight training or running, um, because it's a combo, it's an endurance plus strength, um, sporting event or race. And so one question, where were you, um, when y'all were talking about that, where were y'all? Were y'all like in a comfortable place, air conditioned? We, we like, were. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were at somebody's house for dinner. Yep. Yeah. That's usually when we come up with great ideas like that, like where we, we may have seen it on TV or we think, oh yeah, I can, 
I can run a marathon. I can do a, let's do a Spartan race. Um, and you're sitting there in the AC, you're very comfortable. Maybe you just had something to eat. Your stomach's full. Um, but in reality, you will feel nothing like that whenever you're doing that race. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. So, So would you say, so a person who's pretty fit could jump in and do one right now now maybe they're not they're not going to finish at the top of the the pack but you could you could survive it but if you want to excel which i'd want to excel and like finish toward the front um you you probably need to train for a few months or something right to get ready for something like that yes i think someone like you who has some mental toughness and physical strength you can finish a race like that um but it's it depends on the the distance i think they have different distances for those whether it's a sprint or a beast or whatever super beast i don't know what they're called um, they get longer and longer. Some of them are a 5k cover a distance of 5k. Some cover a distance of half a marathon, I think. So with the obstacles in there. And so that changes how you train. Um, just like if you're getting into multi-sport like triathlon, um, training for a sprint triathlon is very different from training for a 140.6 triathlon. So, um, that's, that's another thing I thought about asking you, I didn't know what kind of swimmer or, cyclist you are you know i've done some mountain biking um i haven't really gotten into swimming um i've just never been around a pool big enough to really you know like do do laps in other than small pools and texas backyards where people just cool off more than anything but um yeah so i haven't gotten too much into to either one of those yeah well you probably wouldn't want to try one what's that you probably wouldn't want to try one until you at least swam a little bit and know how you are in the water Oh, Spartan races involve swimming? No, I'm talking about a triathlon. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. I mean, Spartan I think you race- could I think you could go out and do a sprint triathlon right now. Okay. Interesting. I, I like the Spartan race idea because of the unique obstacles and stuff like that that mm-hmm. they put in it. I'd even want to look into, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed about working out with my daughter is um, you know, I, I don't have any boys, just just two girls. And you know, boys are a lot of things, you know, dads and sons can do together, but um, with dads and daughters, there aren't quite as many things uh, that they can do together like moms and daughters can. And so that's been a really cool, like father-daughter uh, bonding experience and a cool way to spend time together. And so it makes me wonder, you know, could could there be a father-daughter Spartan race in the future at some point? That, that might be something for me to, to look into um she, she would do excellent if there's uh, endurance involved with that which which i think there is yeah well so when when me and my daughter sign up i'll let you know and we'll all do the okay. same one <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> i think we have some catching up to do i've got to finish recovering from this energy a- injury and then we can we can do something next year maybe sounds good yeah well chris this has been awesome um i thank you for all your insight uh, i think the listeners are going to really enjoy hearing what you had to say about what you've experienced with you training and with your daughter training and how you stay active as a family. Um, we can all learn a lot from how y'all do things. So I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And that was a great conversation. Enjoyed talking with you, Brian. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Chris.